Hello and welcome to Born and Red, a podcast about Manchester United. We're your hosts. I'm Mike. And I'm Ryan. And welcome to episode one. Exciting times. Very exciting. Season one, episode one. On this week's episode, we're going to be discussing... Closed season transfer activity. Uh, We're going to be looking at the pre-season so far. We're we'll going to be talking about prospective transfers. Uh, we're going to be talking about the man in midfield, Paul Pogba. Will he stay or will he go? And finally, we'll be discussing this next season's expectations, uh, where we think the minimum acceptable result will be. Thanks for joining us. So, yeah, welcome to episode one, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, Ryan, where are we at? I mean, we... Let's not dwell on last season too much. Let's not. I think the less said about <laughs> last season, the better. I think we'll we'll draw a line on the last season and uh, look forward. Indeed, yeah. Much much like since uh, post Fergie PF, um, it had its moments. It had some 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 great ways, um, some good results. We had Paris, but ultimately, it was just a bit of a wet fart. The entire thing. Um, We've we've got to hope that that what was it ten twelve fifteen games when Ellie came in that somehow and I don't know how at this stage somehow he extends that over the course of a season and we get back to you know where we should be. Um, I think um, we'll get onto it a little bit later when we're talking about <coughs> pre season, um, but I do think that fitness might have played a bit of a part Definitely. in the drop off. Yeah, without a doubt, I think anybody can see that. And hoping that uh, with the work that they've put in, good work pre-season, um, we'll be looking for a bit more uh, ability to keep up that kind of high-press game for well, the whole season, hopefully. That's uh, it. I mean, there's no point in, in sitting here and, and uh, proverbially splitting our, splitting our wrists even because we've got to look at those games and say, right, OK, we, we can play football. We can play at a high level of football. We can be some top sides on our day and we've got to take that positivity into the next season but let's be honest close season two signings I mean we'll discuss Oli later in the episode more directly but there was no clear out there's not been a clear out so far and there's been two signings now regardless of who those signings are that's that's not good enough is it? No it's not I mean we we were miles away from City and Liverpool last yeah. year. Um, I think I said to you towards the end of last season, um, if you tell me that anybody was leaving, I wouldn't have been too fussed. Um, yeah, any, any player. I think, funnily enough, the only one that I probably would have preferred to stay was Herrera, the first, the first <laughs> one out, because I feel like he is one of the only ones that we've brought in since Fergie left that is actually a United player in terms of I know the, what you mean. The, the passion and the, and the dedication and the... Yeah. And, yeah. and just the the, just the the claim like motivation and I don't, I, don't, I don't want to sound too scouse but he, he got it he got, he got it. it he got yeah. what it meant to be a United player and I don't see too many um, certainly in terms of last season's performances at any stage who really understand that I mean you look at the likes of, of Rashford and Lingard who obviously homegrown lads I mean clearly Rashford gets it Um but, yeah, the, 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 the drive wasn't there for the majority of players. The, the, there were two or three that I really wanted to stay. Lindelof. Herrera, actually, not one of mine, but, you know, um, not to say I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see him leave. Uh, and, and, and De Gea. They were probably the only ones that I'm like, no, we've got to keep hold of. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about De Gea. Like, he had a big drop-off towards the end of last season. Um, he was surrounded by shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Usually, though, you like as a goalkeeper, you you you're you're on your own, aren't you? It's it's not it's not quite the same, and I think this is why he was our player of the season for so many years. Yeah. That the rest of the team's performances shouldn't really have a direct impact on you. Obviously, you might have to um, you know be involved in the game more if you're making yeah. more saves and yeah. like the the quality of the chances against you. Yeah. But his personal performance isn't reliant on other people. True, and it, it, it is concerning because um, certainly fitness isn't an issue with goalkeepers or it certainly shouldn't be. Uh, I, I, and as you rightfully say, particularly with De Gea, he's a shot stopper. And that portion of his game last season 
fell off a cliff. It at just the dropped. end of the day, if, if, if he doesn't make all those mistakes he made towards the end of the season, we finish top Champions four. Champions League, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, having said that, he clearly has been one of the world's best goalkeepers for a, a sustained period of time now. So I, you know, I, I'm happy for him to stay. I yeah, think, I think I think he deserves absolutely. the opportunity to carry forward his form from the past and, and the and, money and just well, well, well I don't know about that I mean it's it's a, it's a lot of money that they're talking he's earned about it. he's I, earned it I had I had similar um, thoughts about Rashford like and I, probably Rashford's probably earned it to a less degree than De Gea because De Gea has been here for years and performed at a high level um I just I just think that playing for United should be the you're dreaming no 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 you're not it's, you've got to look at the modern footballer mate yeah, and these guys they get, they get enough enough money <clears throat> and playing for United should be uh, one should of the bigger be, should be reward enough I agree not, not, not just reward enough <laughs> but it should, it should be part of the overall thing when they look at it like if yeah. you want to turn into a club like City where they just pay mercenaries yeah absolutely, absolutely. that's one thing but I, I mean I, we're, we're, a, we're a rich club um from a commercial perspective, probably the best run club in the world. One off, yeah. Um, yeah. So there's no shortage of money, but I, I just think that yeah, the the draw of playing for United should play a bigger part. It should, and it still does. I still think we are living off the glory years. Fortunately, it's not like we are uh, last season aside. It's not like we're Liverpool in the sense that we're living off, you know. 30 years ago and it's just a name you know we are still Man United we are still one of the biggest clubs in the world and fortunately I don't think too many players have been put off by the lack of perceived success over the past few seasons you're absolutely you're absolutely right I think a lot of the players want to come in and be that person that takes us back yes. to where we belong absolutely and, yeah. um, it's been I think probably one of the key selling points that a lot of the managers have, have taken to players I think when yeah. when we signed Pogba be part of the, I think the that Phoenix was, from the yeah. Flames sort of thing. Come back, the show everybody what you're made of. Yeah, uh, put us back where where we belong. Yeah, well, Paul Pogba will come to you later. Yeah. So, in terms of De Gea, looking at the defense, um, Aaron Wan-Bissaka, uh, fifty million, pretty much on the nose. Ridiculous money. It's silly, silly, silly money. But the signing in isolation. Is a great signing. Yeah. He was he was superb for Palace last season. Caught the eye of a lot of top teams. Um, we'll come to his preseason performances shortly, but I like his attitude. Uh, I just you know you get a feeling about someone, um, and and it, it, fair play to United and to whoever scouted him. All right, it might not be the uh, you know like I say he was probably on the, the the list of a few teams, but it's a great signing. It's a yeah. great signing, and I I do like how we um, started the season from a transfer perspective. We'd obviously identified both Wan-Bissaka and James as, as targets that we wanted. Yeah, and we went and got Particularly with James, we went out, we got him no messing around. I think it was like the first week of June that we confirmed his signing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Straight in, no, no, no messing around. Uh, similarly with Wan-Bissaka, I think it went on a little bit longer because Palace were... You know, holding out for more money. Yeah. Um, but obviously, Woodward would have gone in for like you know twenty five million low balder. But you think twenty five million for a player that's that's only had um, one full season in the Premier League seems reasonable. Seems to very me. reasonable. I mean, you look at. I mean, I, I don't really want to talk too much about other teams' players and 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 things like that. But I think Delph has just gone to Everton for eight million, and it's like I know he's older and um, uh, you know he's, he's not an exciting prospect and but. That that is a great piece of business. Yeah, it's yeah eight million. It's, I think it was similar to when Alonso went to from Real Madrid to Bayern for like five million. Yeah, you do, you do, you do pick up these bargains. Yeah. Um, but no, like I say, not my money or not our money, even though it kind of is. Yeah, um, I mean, I, but I, let's, I, let's not delve too deep into I think, that. But I think, I think we do directly contribute. Yeah, but not not much. No, <laughs> not much. So yeah, you take that view on it. It's it's a good sign in isolation, um, James. Um, Ditto, like like you just said, we went in there, we swooped in. What fifteen million? Yeah, it's good. he's obviously a gamble. Um, he's young. Um, I saw him last season against City, and he caused him a hell of a lot yeah, of trouble. Yeah, he he is ridiculously fast. Uh, apparently, he uh, is the quickest at the club now. They did some pre-season sprints or something. Apparently, he's the quickest at the club, which Do- doesn't surprise doesn't me. surprise me. Apparently, he was the fittest when he came back off pre-season. Also, doesn't surprise me. Well, that that 
that makes that you know. I think it shows a sign of good things to come. He's got the right attitude. Yeah. He's decided. Yeah. I want to turn up to pre-season. Yeah. Uh, you know, a step ahead. He, he obviously knows he's got a point to prove coming to United. So if he can come in as one of, if not the fittest player there, then he's he's already holding the rest of them to high standards. Absolutely before holding he's even them to yeah. Brian Robson, Dennis Sirin have come out and said he's he's actually fantastic. Um, and and again, just a really good signing. Now here's the problem. That's it. Yeah. Two solid signings. We need like, or uh, certainly at the end of last season, people were saying we need four, five, six. You're never going to get six. You're never going to get those silly numbers. But two. Yeah, two's not enough. I mean, I heard somebody talking um, a couple of weeks ago saying, um, "Dial things back a year. We signed a promising right back, a lightweight midfielder." And a third, <laughs> third choice goalkeeper. Fast, fast, fast forward a year, we've signed a promising right back, yep. a lightweight midfielder. I'm just waiting for us to sign, like <laughs> I don't know, Joe Hart to be our like third goalkeeper. Um, yeah, the, the lack of transfer activity, not just this uh, summer so far, but last summer, is deeply concerning. Now you can play devil's advocate, you can make excuses and say, well, last summer they clearly didn't want to back Mourinho. He yeah. was clearly on the way out. Which again, well, you could you could talk for hours about that, and let's not. This summer is different. There is a new manager. They gave him a long term contract. It's it's Ollie for crying out loud. Why has he not been backed? Is it because he and his scouts and his staff haven't identified the right players, or is it is it is it the Glazer effect? Are we simply being tight? No, I I don't I don't think it's being tight. I just think it's it's. It's clubs in general trying to navigate this new ridiculous world we live in in terms yeah, of yeah. transfer fees. Um, and as, as much as I hate to admit it, I've got a little bit of respect for how City go about things in terms of they value a player a certain amount and then if they can't get him for that, they're like, right, that's it. We, we, don't, we don't want him. So they're, in a different, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're in a different position to us whereby they've, they've got a successful squad. They don't, you know, they're not under pressure to find the additions like we are. Um, and I think... As, as soon as United call up a club asking for a player that immediately 20 million gets added on 20 million, million. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we've just got to take that decision that it's it's going to happen we're going to pay over the odds and I mean, we'll talk about specific prospective transfers a bit later on but if you want a player I think you've just got to go and pay what it takes so why haven't we? yeah I think a lot of this as well though might be the whole domino effect like waiting for one big move to happen and then a lot will follow um, I hear that every summer and yeah. it's very rare it transpires because it, it no I, I, if you, you you've come into the summer Woodward and Solskjaer on the club and you've got a list of targets you don't just have a list of four or five people you've got like you have, second choice you have choice, second and third choice. choices because yeah. ultimately if you can't get the cream of the crop you can't get your first pick it's almost like a draft yeah. if you can't get your first pick you go to your bloody second pick I see I, I mean we could talk for hours about the problems with how United are run um, yeah. but I do feel a bit that, that Woodward um, I think he thinks that it's, it's, all, it's all a game and that sooner or later the selling club will be like oh yeah actually no yeah you, you can't have him for what you, you bid it just it doesn't work like that um, he's, he's certainly not the negotiator that David Gill was. Maguire is a case in point on this, yeah. if we believe everything we read. Exactly. Um, yeah, so so I not think... not good in the like if I was to give the, the transfer activity in the close season a rating, it would be a five out of ten. So I, I think I think the players that we've bought, yeah, I'm 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 happy. It's it's the right kind of yeah. pro- profile yeah. of player. Um, the obviously the the number and of, of players we bought is, is not good enough. Um, and and we were discussing earlier as well. Uh, just as concerning is the lack of clear out of any players. And it, actually, when you look at it, we we've seen Herrera go, and Valencia go, and we've brought in two players. Yeah. So we're we're neutral at the moment yeah. in terms of. Uh, uh, for me, squad. clearing out the dross was as if not more important than getting the right players in as well. Clearing out the likes of... I mean, you've got to try and take a balanced view. It's very easy to get emotive about it and say, oh, we, we need to just bin off the likes of Jones, Smalling, Young. Um, you do have to take a balanced view. And, and I think maybe when Ollie mentioned about 
the fact that there was going to be a clear out, which is basically what he alluded to, maybe not his exact words. Um, you know, he was probably in the position that, that as fans we were in, where we were just a bit pissed off with with the, the way the players were performing and responding to him. So we do have to take, when when managers come out with statements like that, take it with a pinch of salt. But there are still, there are, I mean, how many central defenders have we got? I know. And how many of them are actually any good? Mm. Which I, is why we're after Maguire. Yeah, I think as well, Ollie's got this approach ever since he came in of getting back to the United way, getting back to how United do things. And I think, unfortunately, some of the the players that you mentioned there that um, that I know I would ideally like to see moved on and you know put in the past are players from another generation of United where we were successful. So the likes of yeah. Young, the likes yeah. of Smalling, the likes of Jones, yeah, they they've all been uh, maybe not first choice, but in and around successful squads, yeah, and they've probably got they've won titles. They have. They've probably got the right mentality and approach I just don't think they are good enough yeah. I think it speaks volumes yeah. when Young Jones Smalling all couldn't get in the team under Fergie not first choice consistently yeah um, yeah they had periods in and out but ultimately none of them really broke in as a f- regular first team starter under Fergie yet seven years down the road they're all pretty much first it, it, choice. That, that is a shocking state of affairs. Chris Smalling's testimonial uh, is due one uh, <laughs> after this season. Wow. Like... And do you know what? <laughs> the, the contracts that we gave out to these players last season, big money. Mind-boggling. Extended contracts. And uh, I know there's a certain amount of protecting your asset and making sure that you, you know, you're not letting them leave on a free so you can get money back from them if you do sell them. But, like Herrera, for example. Well, exactly. And I think I mean, we, could, we, we could talk about it for, for ages as well, but... Um, there was a bit of a story that broke about saying how the, the Spanish players were a little bit miffed. Yeah, I heard this. Yeah. At how yeah. the English yeah. players were being well taken care of in terms of the contracts. Yeah. Uh, where, yeah. Where the likes of Herrera, I mean, we don't know the full story. Apparently he was asking for too much, but... Again, What's too much, though? Because I think... <laughs> I, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, we, we could discuss that side of things for hours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, ultimately, I mean, we've got to clear out some players, and I don't, I don't know if they're just waiting to see who we bring in before they decide who can go. Um, but it it does need to happen. There's yeah. there's too many players there that, although like they might have the right attitude, they might uh, be good in the dressing room, whatever. They're just not good enough. No, no, technically they're not the right the players. Yeah. Okay, so let's move on to pre season. Now, I've watched three of the four games so far, live. Yeah, yep, three and a half for me. I missed the first half of the Spurs game. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I actually I, I booked out a room at work on, uh, <laughs> on Wednesday and uh, took my laptop in there, uh, had, had the game on, uh, on, on my iPhone, uh, pretending to answer some emails just so I could... Uh, yeah. I uh, thought that's what you do at work anyway. Well, I, you know, I, I, I try to look busy. <laughs> Um, encouraging. So we are obviously playing a higher tempo game, trying to carry over from the, 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 the high points under Oli last season, that, that first stint of games. High press, high tempo, high energy, counter-attacking, pace, all like, this is just like a checkbox of things I want to see when I go and watch United. Yeah. Um, who cares if, if obviously we're sort of Let's be honest, we're taking a bit of a leaf out of Liverpool's book. But given the fact that they're European champions, well, uh, European <laughs> champions oh, um, and given the fact that they pushed a near-perfect City side to within a point of the title, it's not a bad blueprint. Uh, how it, how many points did they get? <sighs> Was it like 98? Not just not enough basically incredible um but anyway yeah it's not a bad blueprint to, to go off um and and that kind of football that that high press attacking football it's effective it's um, it's clear that the successful teams at the moment are playing that way yeah Foot, yep. football tactics they they come in uh different periods different time frames but at the moment that the high press is is, is the only way 
you're going to be yeah. consistently successful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the caveat to that is City to a point because although they play a high press, when they get higher up the pitch, they're not they're not a, a big counter-attacking side, I wouldn't say City. They're not. They're not. But I think the, the high press is, is almost exclusive from that. It's, it's how yes. you play without the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah. How you play with the ball, there's, a, you know, there's different ways to skin a cat. Indeed. Um, but... The high press is essential from a defending point. You've got to defend from the front and you've got to defend with uh, aggression, you know, pace, power, and just harrying their defenders hit, on the hit ball. Hit them hard, absolutely. And when you see the likes of, you know, Juan Mata, God bless his little cotton socks, you know, harrying the, the, the back line um, the other day. It, I, I love one matter. If, if, if he was, who if, doesn't? It, you can't not love matter. You can have varying opinions about his effectiveness and about his suitability for us, um, but you can't not love the guy. He's he's, he's if, a dude. If he had pace, I I think he'd be he'd be up there with the best. Absolutely, the, yeah. The the David Silvers. But unfortunately, he runs like Gary Neville in in Gary Neville's last season. Um, <laughs> all legs and not actually getting anywhere like he's on a treadmill. Luckily, he doesn't pass or shoot like Gary Neville in his no, last indeed, season. Indeed. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll but uh, but, but yeah. So 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 far, encouraging performances. Um, and 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 as I say, just this continuation of there is Ollie has a clear blueprint of how he wants to play. As, as we pretty much said in the intro, is that going to extend over the course of a season? Will the players last? He's obviously working them hard. They are training hard. It's encouraging Will to it see last? the amount of uh, effort that they put in. And like we, we touched on, uh, James you know, coming back in good shape. Um, I think if you look across the board, there's, there's quite a few players there that have clearly gone away and put in the work over the summer. I look at, I look at Luke Shaw, he looks like a different player to this time last year. <laughs> From a physical perspective, I look at Marcus Rashford. He's clearly put on a bit yeah. of bit of muscle. Yeah, Scott McTominay is twice the size they was. You know, they they they've there's a lot of players that have clearly gone away over the summer, and they haven't just had a break. They've, Hopefully, they've they had on. a good, bloody good look at themselves yeah. and realised that they really need to put some work in. Um, and and looking at the individuals, um, you, you've got to mention the youngsters that that he's brought in. So we're talking about the likes of Greenwood, Chong, Gomez, Garner, who's played a bit of a, a bit more of a bit role, and Twan Zabi. Yeah. Now, I know a couple of Villa fans, and they were gutted that they're, they're not obviously getting not on. getting Twan Zabi back on yeah. loan or whatever. There was even rumours at one stage we were going to sell him for like ridiculously low amount of money. No, that's not happening. Oli clearly rates him. He started him uh, against Inter. Um, the guy has looked just... I am very excited about Axel Tunzebe. So, I I watched him against Perth and it, it like it was easy for him and I would expect it to be at that that level of football. Um, I watched him against Inter and everybody raved about how he played, but I, I thought he was just I thought he was okay. I I didn't I didn't think he like pulled up any trees or anything. I thought he was he was okay. Yeah. I, I think there's 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 bigger tests to come for Tuanzebe. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it is encouraging. He clearly played very well for Villa last season in the Championship, and. He is a product of the United youth system. Yeah. Uh, which, what is he? Twenty one, twenty two, something like that. Yeah, I think he, I think I think he's twenty one, twenty two. Um, um, he's clearly. I mean, nobody even talks or mentions Timothy Fossil Mensa anymore. I think Twanzebe's clearly just t- taking his place. He's, he's light the, years ahead. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, again, Fossil Mensa. Uh, what's his situation actually? I don't know where. So he was. Uh, he was on loan last season, wasn't he? At yeah. um, Palace. Oh. Was it Palace or Fulham? Fulham. He went. He went to one, and then the yeah, other. Yeah, it was Palace, then Fulham. Yeah. Um. So he, yeah, it was yeah, it was Fulham, and he didn't play an awful lot. He came back pre-season, um, but we haven't obviously taken him on tour, so I think that just probably signals again. the yeah, end. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna send him on loan again, I mean, he's he's getting. I think he's a couple of years older than Twanzebe, so I think I think Twanzebe's like twenty actually. Um, and then Fossil Mensa is like 22, yeah. 23. Yeah, yeah like Tom has just, yeah, he's shot ahead of him in terms of um, his progression. And yeah, I'm, I'm extremely uh, excited about what, what he can be in the future. Um, he's and, not going to be the finished product, obviously, no. at the moment. And I think cl- clearly we're, you know, we've got, I think Vin- Victor Lindelof is, you know, one established centre back that's going to be first choice. Yeah, he's my first choice at the moment. The spot next to him is up for grabs. Yep. Um, clearly we're looking at 
players in the transfer market. If we don't get anybody, I, I would much rather see Twan Zabi get a shot there. Get some games, yeah, than absolutely. playing Jones or Smalling. Yeah. Yep. Um, I, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Eric Bailly, but he's just, he's always injured. He's always injured. I, I... There's, there's some, <laughs> there's some games with Eric Bailly where defending just looks like the easiest thing in the world. And then there's other games where he is a bit more rash. But ultimate, a bit ultimate, more rash. That that is an like understatement. I like that. Though. I, I like. He reminds me of Gabriel Ainsay in, in his better moments. I love Gabriel Ainsay. I did until he put a transfer request yeah. to Liverpool in. Yeah. But the guy, on too many occasions, and I'm thinking Milan away. Uh, I was unfortunately at that game, and Ainsay was like a, a clown on roller skates. And Bailly reminds me of that sometimes. He's got he does that. have that about him. Uh, but like I say, there's some games where he just he makes it look like the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. He, he does. Yeah. Um, but regardless, he's, he's injured far too often. Yeah, absolutely. So it makes sense that we're looking at the, the likes of Maguire and we're going to come back to Mr. Mr. Harry Maguire. Um, Greenwood, again, just... Just excitement, just going forward. He's two-footed. He's pretty quick. He can finish. The guy can finish better than Rashford. He, he can finish regardless of what you saw in that last game of the season. <laughs> he, he, had, he had five or six chances um, in the That's last game nerves. of the season. The guy's 17. I don't want to tell you what I was up to at 17. No, I know. <laughs> and the uh, the first game on, on tour against Perth, he had a couple of opportunities that he scoffed. Fluffed, yeah. Yeah. As soon as he got that goal against Leeds, I think he's looked a different player. Yeah. Confidence. Um, yeah, confidence. And I'm I'm very excited about the prospects of Greenwood. I think like you say, like I think he's probably a better natural finisher than Rashford. Yeah. Uh, he's got a bit of way to go in terms of development. He's quite lightweight. Um yeah. but I I, I want to see more of him this season and I want to see more of him playing regularly and giving a go from the start, not just coming on for ten minutes here, ten minutes there. Yeah. It's, it's not enough. He can, he, as far as I'm concerned, he can make that right-hand side spot his own. We haven't he, got we, anybody. We haven't got anybody else. Yeah. We do need someone. Um, you know, we've been briefly linked with the likes of uh, Nicholas Pepe, who I believe is going to Arsenal yeah, now. I think, I think they've uh, agreed um, 72 million for him. Yeah. Yet yeah, they won't pay over 40 for Zaha. Which, anyway. Well, something to do with instalments. But, but yeah, we were looking at Pepe. Dybala, I think, apparently against uh, today. Breaking news um, that he might be swapped for Lukaku, which if that happens... I'm happy. I'm beyond happy, mate. I'll be putting Juventus on my Christmas card list. <laughs> uh, that's, that's not happening, though. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, we are looking at that kind of player, apparently. Um, again, though, if we don't sign anyone, just give the boy a chance. Yeah. Give him his chances. And I think Oli will, to be fair. Oli's in a position where, um, in, in a weird sense, he's kind of got nothing to lose. Obviously, this is his one shot at the ultimate job for Ollie. This is Ollie's oh, yeah. dream job, and obviously, he doesn't want to mess it up. But in terms of the fans, I think he knows if he if he plays the likes of Greenwood uh, and Chong and, and Twanzebi, he's not going to go too far wrong in most fans' eyes. No, um, he he could go wrong going the complete opposite direction, like making sure that he continues to play young, he continues to play small, and continues to play Jones. But yeah, if he plays any of the young kids and gives them a go, I'm, I'm all for Fine by that. me, fine by yeah. me. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, a brief mention for, for Chong, Gomez and Garner now. Chong and Gomez, they, they are both clearly, again, hugely talented. I'm slightly more concerned about them because they both look even more lightweight than Greenwood. So Chong is... He's like a stick insect. He, he is really is so lightweight. His running style is, is weird. just bizarre. I, I don't know about Chong. I th- I, I haven't watched Gomez. I think he's got a lot of talent. And I think... Uh, he, he's a goal uh, the other oh, day. Oh, brilliant. Was, was incredible. He, um, I, think you could, I think you could compare him uh, in stature to the likes of Messi. And you could say, well, Messi yeah. didn't need to be that big or that strong. No, he just needed all the growth hormone, enhancement, <laughs> drugs. So, I mean, again, though, th- th- these lads are 18. You know, I was a lot, obviously a lot skinnier, but I, I was pretty scrawny when I was 18. You know, you don't always yeah. fill out until of course you don't. a bit of course later you don't. on. And they might be, again, though, um, if if we do get someone else in, one or both of those guys might go out on, lay, on, excuse me, on loan. Yeah. But I, th- I think we will see more of them so this season. What, 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 
what would you do? I'd keep Greenwood around as uh, for the full season. Wouldn't send him out on loan. I Greenwood think, I think and Swansea beyond no brains yeah. for me. I would um, be gutted if either went out on loan and they're not going to. Um, I, th- I, th- I would definitely send Chong out. He, he's he's not he's not done a lot to impress me yet, um, and I'd like to see him get some proper first team experience yeah, somewhere. Absolutely. Uh, Gomez, I like him. I do. I just think. Is he going to get enough games for That's us? That's it. You look at the front line, we've got Martial, Rashford, Lingard staying, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> Greenwood. I think, and again, I, I do see he's bringing in an attacker, uh, obviously on the presumption Lukaku's going. Um, but yeah, keep him around. Keep him around. I, 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 it depends. If a good loan offer comes in for a club who are definitely going to play him, Maybe again, someone that likes the championship. What a great place to learn your trade as a youngster because yeah. he's gonna have to fill out there, he's gonna have to get strength. It's a brutal league, the championship. So maybe that might work for all parties, but I wouldn't be sad to see him stay and, and get a few games. Now, I just want to mention as well, um, Garner, he th- that guy for me, and, and by all accounts, um, he is possibly the most talented out of all of them. I genuinely think that he could be, not this season, maybe not next season, but a real long-term superstar for us. So I think um, what I've noticed about Garner is that he, he just takes everything in his stride. Yes. It, he, it's similar in a way to McTominay when he yep. came into the first team. Like It didn't matter how big the game was, uh, he just played his game. And he, he didn't let anything get to him. Yeah, and I think Garner's like that. It, 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 similar to what I was saying about Bayer earlier, it, it, it looks easy for him. Yeah, he, he, he's got a very almost nonchalant yeah. style of play, which, you know me, I am the world's number one Berbatov fan. Um, I, I love Berbatov. a bit of nonchalance uh, in footballers. I love footballers making it look like it's no big thing on the pitch. Yeah. Eric had it, uh, Berber had it, and kind of Garner's got that kind of, of, of style. And I just, yeah. We'll see what happens because there's there's still definitely um, a role up for grabs there. I feel um, in in front of the back four. Uh, Midfield is a huge concern for me. Um, we'll come to Pogba, but even regardless of whether Pogba stays or goes, we are light in midfield. Matic, I am very concerned about. Yes, I first season, fine. Yeah. Last season. He was terrible. Yeah, he was so slow. He, I'll, I'll, I'll qualify that. He was very good still at breaking up play and winning the ball. But then he gave the ball away. He's passing as dis- many, if not more times. Disgusting for yeah. a midfielder. It was awful. He's got the turning circle of a double decker bus. Yep. And yeah, he, he just he, he's not good enough on the ball. I don't know if he ever was. I didn't watch him enough for Chelsea. But he's certainly not good enough on the ball to be an. He, he can he can pick a pass. Um, definitely he can move forward in that sort of transition phase from defence to attack. But he he's, he's, he has been woeful. I cannot underline how bad he's been over the past sort of season or so. Mm. Um, Fred, oh, I mean, what do you say about Fred? He, you get moments with Fred where he does something and, and he's got a good range of passing. Yeah. And then it's like he's never seen football in his life yeah uh, the, the jury's out on Fred it really is big time um, big time there must have been a reason we paid 50 odd million for the guy yeah I mean like you say there's there's glimpses there you think oh yeah he's a real player and then he, and then he does he looks like Bambi on ice at other times yeah yeah. so we've got Matic who's basically an OAP we've got Fred who is yeah hot and cold in the, in the, in the worst possible sense we've got Pogba we don't know if he's staying or going and then we've got McTominay. Now, McTominay is probably the only one who I'm like, actually, he's pretty consistent. Hmm. He's he's solid. I feel like you know what you're getting from McTominay. Yes. And he's a bit of a... He's such an obvious and lazy comparison. He's a bit of a Darren Fletcher. Yeah. But Darren Fletcher was a brilliant player for I us. I love Darren Fletcher. I always loved Darren Fletcher and uh, I never um, slated him I, ever. I don't know if you've been noticing, though, that pre-season, McTominay's started to ping the ball around a little bit. Yeah, like long, Coming long out shell, range it? passes, yeah. Right, yeah. and so well, he he started off as a number ten, right? He was he was a little diminutive number ten, and then he grew about a foot in a year, um, and got you know dropped back a little bit into 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 central midfield, but um, I, I think he's I think he's got more more to show, more to come from him, yeah. definitely. But um, so. <laughs> 
the midfield is a mess. I, yeah. I am deeply concerned and we don't even look like... All right, there's been rumours about Fernandez, there's been rumours about Milinkovic, Savic uh, and, and Longstaff. Longstaff, by the way, again, I get it. He, he's, he's that mould of Aaron Wan-Bissaka and James of, of young potential. Fine. But it's it, we're talking about the midfield. We're in the Premier League and we're hoping to get top four. It's it's a bloody mess. Yeah. Um, even with Herrera in there last year, we were always missing somebody. Yeah. If Pogba... We, we play a lot better with Pogba. Yes. Regardless of whether he's playing well or not. Agreed. But if he doesn't turn up, we're struggling for creativity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll move on to talk about the the prospective transfers in a minute. But just before we do, can we just have a little bit of a chat about what we've seen from James and Wan Bissaka so far? It's much like the kids we've just mentioned, uh, Ole's offspring or social Sprogs or whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, just just performances as I'd expect Wan Bissaka the guy is you can't get past it's like it. yeah you you shall not pass sort of thing he, Gandalf yeah indeed yeah the, the, the spider nickname some of the challenges I mean it does Don't. worry me slightly if he does that in the penalty area I can see him giving away a couple of penalties but, I, I'm, I'm willing to risk that yes for the way that he plays we haven't had a right back that has been like full throttle and getting stuck in since well, I was gonna say since Wes. I think I think. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I think Rafa, Rafa, Rafa De Silva. Come on, come on! He Big he Rafa. was. I loved him. Um, but Wambasaka reminds me of Wes in that way that he loves to tackle, <laughs> and he, he, he just crunches it. <laughs> he's he's gonna brown a few people. Every, every game that Wes Brown played at right back, you knew the, op- the opposition's left winger. He would go missing after about ten minutes. <laughs> that first tackle from Brown. And then that that left winger was like good times. Oh, he was playing, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, but no, I'm very very encouraged by Wan Bissaka. I think he, it, you know, he is more so the finished article than James is. There's there's, yes, there's definitely agreed. a lot yeah. more to come from Wan Bissaka. I think in an attacking sense. Yeah. But defensively, he does look like he's been encouraged though already to get forward more. Yeah, I think well, obviously playing for Palace, you're going to probably be defending a lot more than you are attacking. So he's not had that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. encouragement to, to attack as much for Palace but uh, he's got to for United that we've been missing that on the right um, other than when Darlow plays and like I know that like United fans are pretty pretty split on Darlow some people think he's excellent some people think he's pretty poor I, don't I, know, I, don't I know think he's a fit. far better attacker than defender yeah. um, I'm not saying he's, he's superb but he's definitely he's handy and keep him around you don't know you don't know how he's going to progress again he's a young lad yeah. it's what annoys me about naysayers of Rashford that, and I, I, I wanted to make this a point on today's show because I see a lot of negativity around Rashford and last season and oh he only scored whatever it was 10 goals whatever uh, the guy is he's still young. His output at this age is better than, for example, Robin Van Persie. Harry Kane. He's got more goals than Harry Kane. Better than Harry Kane. And yet, I think sometimes as United fans, because he, he seems to have been around for ages, and he kind of has in a way since mm. the Van Hall days, um, I, I think we are guilty sometimes of expecting too much from him. So I expect a lot from him this season, and I'll tell you why. This is going to be the first season when we are playing to his strengths. Yeah, absolutely. In the past, absolutely. particularly under Mourinho, he was pitching holding around Lukaku and we weren't playing in any way, shape or form to Rashford's strengths. Do you put him in that centre-forward role or do you put Martial there? Oof, that, that's a t- Martial has looked... He's, he's a different player this pre-season compared that, to That's a season. tough one. Um, I, I, would, I, would, I would give it to, to Rashford to begin with. Or, and I'll tell you why. Martial, I don't know if he's got the right attitude. Oh, you're not going to bring the whole French sulky, sulky. I just, I just think that regardless of how he played last season, Rashford always put in 100%. I cannot say the same as Martial. He was fantastic up until he got crocked at Liverpool. Was, yeah. it, was it Milner? He was, no, def- it was Milner. he was definitely playing the last... It was Henderson. Yeah, it was Henderson. Rat. He was definitely playing the last uh, 10 games of that season, carrying an injury. Without a doubt, without a doubt. He'd run himself into the ground, the lad. Now, you see, what I was going to say is, is it a redundant argument? Because, again, looking at pre-season so far, yes, all right, X player has started up front with X player on the left, X player on the right. They're so much more fluid. But they're interchangeable. Yeah. It's fluid. I think so it, does it matter? I think with those two, you play one of them in number nine, you play one of them on the left. Correct. 
and then that leaves they James switch. or um, Greenwood. Greenwood for the yeah. right. And then you've got the number 10 role as well, because we seem to be playing 4-2-3-1. It's, it's, it's got to be Pogba. It's moved... He's been playing deeper. He's been playing in, in like that number 8 role. What, Matter at 10, and then... Matter or Lingard. Um, <laughs> I, I like... I like Jesse's enthusiasm. Oh, no, it's not enough. You can't... You can't say the likes of Jones and Small in... We're keeping around for the right attitude, and then say, oh but I like Lingard's attitude because it's the same thing. Yes, he, he runs a lot. I have I have very little patience for Jesse these days. I used to defend him a lot. I used to think he was extremely effective. And one thing he does do, to his credit, his running does create space. He is he is brilliant at the high press. Yes, he and that is why he's going to so stay much. around. I just, I, I got, we've got to see more from him. And people, I, I think the problem with Lingard is, the thing that annoys me, it's not his fault, because he looks about 18, people still treat him like a kid. He's 20, what, 27? Something like that, yeah, 26, 27. The guy should be near to the finished article. Yeah. He, I think, I think, not last season, the season before, you were, you were starting to see that under Mourinho. He, you know, he scored over 10, what was it, 10, 12 goals that season? Yeah, he, he was, good. He was that, starting that was to look at yeah. And then last Encouraged. season, he dropped off. But I really think, and we've said we won't talk too much about last season, I think you've got to draw a line under it. Anyway, if if Pogba stays, I want to see him in a more deeper role because I think he's more dangerous because he'll be on the ball more and coming onto the ball late. Especially if we're, if we're not playing 4-3-3 where we've got three central midfielders. So you think it's going to be like a 4-2-1-3? Yeah, along those yeah. Lines. if it is three behind a forward and it is a true number 10, I don't think it can be Pogba. As we stand, I think... And as we stand, no more ins or outs. I, I, I don't see that. I see it's going to be Matic, Matomane, Pogba. I think in the bigger games against the you know the cities and the Liverpools, yes. But I, just, I hate that, by the way. Never, never do that. I hate when people say <laughs> the cities and the Liverpools. There's only one of each. Thank God. I just, I just think against against a team like Newcastle at home, we, yeah. sh- we shouldn't be playing no. Matomane and Matic. No. And maybe, and we'll come on we to it We should be now. playing with Tomine and Pogba. Yeah, and then further forward, Matter maybe, yeah, or, yeah, or yeah. Lingard. Or... I, I'd love to see it. I just, well, this is what I know. This is what I'm, I'm uncomfortable with in terms of Matic. I, I can see him as a nailed on starter and that worries me. I don't think he is anymore. I don't. I think that, I think that that team that Oli put out against Inter yeah. in the first half. Yeah is the first choice team in his mind at, at this moment. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah. I, I, will, I will be positive um, because that would be great. We'll, we'll see. But uh, that, I'm, I'm hoping that's it. And, you know, players are going to have a chance to impress more over the, the next couple of games in pre-season. But uh, I'd like to think... I, mean, I think one of the things under Mourinho that was frustrating me so much, he never seemed like he knew what his best eleven was. Yeah. And I'm hoping... Yeah. He was too, too hot and cold, Mourinho. If a player did something to annoy him, regardless of what we thought as fans, he'd drop him. Yeah. Like, so, you know, um, like Martial got a few goals. The way he treated he Luke Shaw was just despicable. <sighs> yes, it wasn't great. Um, Luke but, Shaw had fitness problems. We all know that. And he's, uh, Yeah, and I think he probably still does to a point. I think he's still getting over. He had a, The guy had a horrific leg break at a young age. Mm. Um, and I will have sympathy uh, for him, uh, without a doubt. Um, I expect more from Luke Shaw this season. Though. If he doesn't perform this season, Luke Shaw, I think we need to start looking at that left-back role. I, so we'll, we'll come on to prospective transfers now. And I'd, I'd love us to go for Ryan Sessegnon. Um, I from what I've seen, um, and, and again, like the caveat being, he was at Fulham, a, a, one of the worst Premiership signs we've seen. Um, he, no, like I'm not desperate for him. He's he's eighteen. He scored bags of goals in the Championship. Yes, he struggled in the first season up in the Premier League, playing for Fulham. Yeah. I, I I I just think we need to get somebody in like that to push Luke Shaw to be better. <laughs> so Mike's cat has joined us <laughs> purring far too loudly um, right Harry Maguire um, Harry Maguire I honestly think he is a better 
version of Phil Jones. Agreed. And that yes. for me is reason enough not to go for him. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, not quite as good looking as Phil Jones. Indeed. Which is even more worrying. Which is massively concerning. Um, it looks like we, we really want him. And I do think he would improve our team, but I don't think he's the kind of player we should be going for. He has authority because of what he's done with Leicester in England. He's clearly, he's, he's almost a bit of a national icon, Harry Maguire. He's, he's, a, he's a bit of a Terry Butcher yeah. in the fact that he, you know, he, he gets stuck in. It reminds me a bit of John Terry sometimes, but he brings the ball out of defence. Is he 80 million quids worth? Jesus Christ, no. He, um, I, hate, I hate that Liverpool have Van Dijk because he is brilliant. Maguire. Let's not get into why uh, Van Gaal, for example, didn't go after Van Dijk. Yeah. Fellow countryman, but anyway, but Maguire's nowhere near. No, that he's quality. not. And but there is, there is um, the, the the argument for me for Maguire, and it's not the best argument in the world for signing a player. It speeds up the likelihood that Rocco, Jones, Smalling, at least one or two of them are going to be out the door. Yeah. Because well, I think, let's be honest, most United fans are just sick to death of Phil Jones. Like, he has <laughs> these games where you think, oh right, that's it now. Yeah, he's going to kick on. And then he gets injured, or he like face plants, or scores an own goal, or scores scores an own goal, and he just does something I just, stupid. I, I, I had a, I had a lot of time for Phil Jones because just because the way he plays football, like you know, he's he's wears his heart on his sleeve. He's hundred percent. He goes, you know, gets stuck in, and but consistently over the years, the amount of daft mistakes and and stupid things that he's done, and and then the moment that sealed it for me was when he gave that penalty away in the uh, FA Cup final. Yeah. Yeah, you've got the the one of if not the world's best goalkeeper there. You've got Hazard being pushed wide. Let him have a shot. Let Rash. let let De Gea, you know, do what he does. Yeah. No, he lunges in, brings him down, gives him a much easier opportunity from the penalty spot. Lost as a trophy. Yeah. Well. Yeah. The chance of a trophy. Yeah. No, it was a tight game, and you can't say that we would have gone and won it. But no, you're absolutely right. And and I, again, I remember just. I remember being there and there was like this collective sigh yeah. from United just, fans. Oh, just, Phil like, Jones. Yeah, again. Phil Jones again messing it up. How yeah. many times are we going to see this? How many chances is he going to get? Why Why can we not find a better defender? Yeah. So, I mean, it's clear Maguire is a better defender. Um, I'm just really worried about the amount of money that's being banded around for him. Uh, we, we mentioned earlier that you've kind of got to pay that amount if you want him. But, but could it not be spent elsewhere on there are younger, better yeah, I, prospects? I would. I mean, I think Liverpool just signed a a, a young guy from uh, the Netherlands for about three million or something. Like, yeah, yeah. I'd much rather take this eighty million that he's supposed they supposedly want. Spend it on midfielder. Well, regardless of that, I'd I'd rather we went out and bought three young, promising centre backs from wherever. See if one of them develops. Yeah. Or, um, or let's. Let's put some stock in Twanzebe. Yeah, give him yeah. a go. Twanzebe is the, the the one for me. Like, and it, although yes, we said before it's not our money. That eighty million, put that towards a, a, a real like midfield general. I don't know who. I'll be honest, uh, but it's not my job to know. We have a yeah. scouting department. We should we so, should be aware of the kind of player we should be going after. So speaking of midfielders, we've been linked heavily with Bruno Fernandes. Yeah, who I've not seen play a lot, but he had an exceptional record in uh, Portugal he did I'm going to make the Fernandes link very quick and I'm going to say if Pogba goes he comes otherwise it's not happening it's not happening do you think that's what it is I think that's exactly what it is what about Milinkovic-Savic ditto so you think if Pogba goes we get both of them no I think if Pogba goes we get one of those to replace Pogba do you not Uh, think we need another one of them as well Absolutely, I do. Yeah, well, you don't think it's going to happen unless no, Pogba goes. Not in a month of Sundays. The the, the third player we've been linked with heavily in midfield, Longstaff. I do think there's a possibility of Longstaff and one of those yeah. other players again if Pogba goes. My concern is is that because Newcastle have quoted what fifty million for Longstaff for a player. Come on, Bruce, he help us out. There's <laughs> um, played even less than Wan Bissaka. Exactly. For yeah. No. Um, there is this danger of 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 us just say no and there is a, there is a time that you do have to say no as a club to, to silly figures uh, but we would need another midfielder like if Pop goes and we get one of Fernandez or, or Savic fine but we still need someone else on top of that we last last season we were short a midfielder we've lost Herrera yeah, do the do the maths. Do the maths. Yeah, like at the very least, we need someone to replace Herrera. The Forget the Pogba least, situation, yeah. and then if Pogba goes, we get someone to replace Pogba. But we need a midfielder. We need him now. 
just you know what and alright maybe not long staff because he again he's a prospect he looks very good by the way from, oh yeah I, from, I've seen from, more of him in his uh, when he was on loan at Blackpool and some of the goals he scored from yeah. from midfield there bit of a Carrick-esque but a bit more he's got uh, a bit more about him than yeah. Carrick coming forward I think a bit more drive Carrick very much was in the Pirlo mould you know sitting yes. in front of the back yeah. wall spraying yeah. it around you mean Pirlo was in the Carrick mould yeah yeah that's, 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 that's what I mean yeah uh, um, but yeah, I think I think Longstaff's got a bit more about him, a bit more um, box to box about him. Yeah, yeah. Which again is kind of what we need. Um, someone to to sit like uh, sit alongside McTominay and 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 Pogba. Um, so, but we we've we've there's what two weeks left of the window. Yeah, it's it's worrying. Um, I don't like doing everything last minute because that's how we ended up with Marouane Fellaini for. More than we could have bought him for earlier in the year. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought we'd go not just a episode. I thought we might get away with with never going mentioning Marwan. Yeah, yeah. Never hearing that name again in my life. All right. Um, well, let's let's draw a line on. Yeah. No more. That. No more. No more mentions of, of Marwan Fellaini. So, yeah. As we said at the start, when we were talking about the the the, the close season transfers, um, I am concerned on the one hand but I am also massively massively encouraged by what I've seen pre-season yeah. it's only pre-season yes but look at the way we set up look at the youngsters which kind of brings me on nicely to my expectations for the new season now before we talk talk about what is what is acceptable um, my expectations are if we stay as we are a definite top six and a shot at top four I, I I agree in the sense that I can't see us finishing outside the top six. I know a lot of people have been talking in the press about oh, uh, United should be looking behind them at Everton at Wolves. Wolves yeah, yeah. And as good as those teams are, I, I, I do think that we've, we've got far too much to be dragged yeah. into that. Yeah. Um, as we are, I'm worried about making that top four. The only thing that is giving me hope is... Arsenal and Chelsea, to be honest. Yeah, I don't agreed. think I don't think either of them are in a, a better shape than we are. No, no, I I totally agree. Um, Chelsea, obviously with Lampard as manager, uh, that is a, a very similar situation to Wolves and Solskjaer. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how it's going to go, really. Um, Arsenal or Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, Arsenal are. Regardless of Nicolas Pepe, Arsenal are Arsenal. I would be shocked. If they so that 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 was a rumor that came out a few weeks ago as well. Aubameyang. Yeah, that kind of surfaced and died. And it, it is it a case of well, actually, again, do we have in the pipeline if Lukaku goes? Let's presume we're not swapping him for Dybala because that's ridiculous. Will we bring in someone like Aubameyang? Potentially, I I mean, the forward line for me is the least concerning area. Let's talk about the last two times we bought um, Arsenal's best player. One worked out very well. The other one, not so much. Bad. Let's not. I tell you what. If we're not mentioning Fellaini ever again, let's see if we can avoid mentioning a current player. I am. Uh, yeah. Do not get me started on that guy. I mean, he, he hasn't been a part of preseason. I don't see him getting in and around the squad and playing. I think I, the only way we can get a good game out of Sanchez is if we all dress up as as Chile players, because <laughs> that you know he seems to play blinder for I, them. I'm and then, the thing is, like, I can't see who's going to come in and take him. I mean, we'd, we'd literally have to give him away, which I don't think is a big deal because we didn't pay anything for him. But his wages... What 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 do we do? Um, yeah, he's going to be the elephant in the room as far as this podcast is concerned because I don't see what we can possibly do with him. He's going to be offering nothing, but he's, as you just said, his wages are astronomical. Nobody's going to... Nobody's going to pay those wages. I mean, Mike, I'm an accountant, you know. I think we've just got to write it off. Yeah. I would, I would potentially even say to him, look, it's not working out. Here's half of the money that we're due to pay Go you. And find your due own. to pay Go you until the end of your contract. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's not happening. Um, and out of all the forwards we've got, he, for me, is last in line. But it, it will be interesting when he comes back to see how Oli... I'd tackles that subject. I'd rather see um, Gomez. I'd rather see any of I'd them. I'd rather see Chong. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. see Greenwood. Uh, so, 
yeah, bottom line is I am I am fifty percent encouraged, fifty percent dismayed with the summer so far. Yeah, I mean I think Ollie has got everybody's back in and he's he's gonna I think he's gonna get more support, more time than any of the previous managers. And I think that is probably um more backed up by the dismay at, at how the club's run above him now. I think yeah. we've had managers that we've been like, oh, that, you know, he's, 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 he's ruining our club, Mourinho. And we've had managers that we've been like, oh, this, this, is, this is terrible football, Van Gaal. Yeah. And we've had managers which just didn't have a clue, David Moyes. Yeah. With Ollie, you know he gets United. You know he's going to at least attempt to play the right way. You know he's going to play the right way. The right and by, by the right way is because I do. It is a bit of a cliche. The United way. Let's just clarify what everybody means by that: fast attacking, fluid, uh, counter attacking football, entertaining, entertaining. When we go to Old Trafford, so you obviously have your season ticket. Can I ask at any point have you been tempted to ditch it? Um, yeah. So last, I've had this is this is coming into the fourteenth year that I have the season ticket. Yeah. Ever since I was. 21 yeah um, last season when Mourinho was still there coming to, up towards December uh, you know I see ticket with my dad yeah he he did not want to go to any games was that on the was that on the basis that Mourinho was going to he just wasn't enjoying it anymore yeah. and I wasn't either I yeah. was going out Nobody of was, uh, pure loyalty and it's just what I do yeah um, and I, I, I know for a fact my dad would not have renewed it if Mourinho had stayed along and I probably would have had to have given it a real think myself as well. Yeah. Um, it's over a thousand pound a year, yeah. so it's, it's seven hundred odd basic for the Premier League games. Yeah, you travel, your food, your drink. Yeah, it's it's a expensive hobby, and it's one that I don't mind paying if I'm being entertained. That's it, and and let's let's be honest, and, and there's no uh, there's no there's no top redness in this room in terms of oh you know. You know, we'll uh, we'll we'll go to every game regardless. Um, you've you've got to have you, the, the, ultimately if you're not getting entertained, if you're watching dross every week as we have on many many occasions, it wears you down. Yeah. And if nothing else, at least Ollie coming in, let's gloss over the 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 shocking end to the season. At least him coming in, it get like the amount of times we said in that run, and I was saying to my mates at the games like. I'm just looking forward to going to the games again. Just looking yeah. forward to going to the games and it just makes a huge difference because it's a slog when you're not enjoying it. And let's 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 not forget that the foundations for that poor end of the season were laid very firmly by Jose. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, I, I, I do give Jose a pass on some things. He was absolutely right about some things. Oh, um, he didn't get backed last year. He didn't get backed. I think they I think again we can speak endlessly about the reasons why but the board did not back him which I fundamentally disagree with um, and yeah he, he when he said about taking United to second was his greatest achievement everyone mm. laughed at the time but actually it turned out to turned be out probably, probably to be true. pretty accurate uh, but it, it was it was a slog it was hard work it was a slog under Van Gaal now at the very least I am going into the season regardless of remaining signings Positive, I think. Yeah. I I am I I I'm I'm. Oh, I'm always going into the new season positive. I am. Um, trying to think of the word for it now, but. Yeah, but were you last season? Be honest. Were you positive about last season after the absolute? No, actually, last season was probably the first season in a long yeah. time where I hadn't gone in thinking, yes, this is it. You know, yeah. we're going to be back. Um. So anyway, in short. I expect top six. It will only be considered a successful season if we finish top four. I agree. I totally agree. And and I hate using, I hate quantifying a successful season by saying top four. That's that shouldn't be a successful season for United, but it's where we're at. Yeah, it's the truth at the moment, um, and we need something to build on. Um, I would happily give up every cup competition at the start of the season. I would happily get knocked out in the first game of every cup competition, despite the fact that they're great and that, that obviously, you know... I mean, you go to a lot of away games in Europe, right? Yeah. I, so, 
the the approach that certainly the group I go with takes with Europa is it's it's a it's a cool new place to go yeah, to. Yeah. It's not the usual Milan's and and Barca's. Um, we'll go we'll go with a few for various reasons. People are dropping off in this year, uh, not just because it's not Champions League. We did a lot in the Europa winning league season. Stockholm is like. I will be explaining this to my lad Eric, so he's three and a half, and I sincerely hope he gets to see. So what I've been to five European finals, I think. Seen United win. The uh, oh god, I'm forgetting three now. of them. Moscow, Stockholm, never went Barca. Yeah, Barcelona, yeah. Um. So no, but bottom line is, I feel incredibly privileged privileged to watch United in, in European finals. The Europe is no different for me. It was a brilliant, brilliant trip. Um, and we will be going this year uh, to a few ways. But I, it's still, in terms of like pragmatic, realistic targets, it's bottom of the list. Mm. Uh, play the kids. It could be our only route into the Champions League. As was as it was the other year. Uh, it's, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how it unfolds. I'm not looking forward to the fact that City could be hitting number three in a row. Yeah, Liverpool could be hitting there first. So basically, we've just got to hope that Tottenham uh, book their ideas. Yeah, come on, Spurs. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I think um, that's that's us coming up on an hour, which uh, I think we we want to keep these episodes around about an hour. Short and sweet, yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us. And thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Mike. No problem. Um, We'll be back next week. um, Where we'll be. Talking about the the rest of preseason, hopefully discussing a new transfer, and uh, by by that could be in or out. Um, um if, if it's Lukaku out, I'll be fine. Yeah, and, and we'll have a bit of a uh, a closer look at our first game of the season in Chelsea, uh, and what we expect from that. Thanks for joining us. Catch you soon. One thing I did want to uh, bring up this week, I don't know if you've seen much about it, uh, was a tweet by Paul McGrath. Um, it's actually. Yeah. It's 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 pretty tragic. It's quite sad, but it was also very funny at the time. So basically, so I I saw the tweet, but I don't really know much of the back backstory of it. So yeah, it, educate me. He he tweeted that essentially his son had gone missing. Yeah. Uh, he put up a picture, uh, and he said, "Please retweet. Looking for social media help, please." Has anyone seen my son Paul in and around Hale, Manchester, London, or any airports in the past few days? Police have been informed, but we are very concerned and someone somewhere might have spotted him. Uh, hashtag thank you. Uh, with a picture of his son. Now, um, I, I would just like to add, he has protected his account since these tweets. Uh, so you can't follow him anymore without requesting it. He's right. still got a hundred odd thousand followers or whatever. Um, so straight away, people are like, oh, this, this, isn't, this isn't cool. But then about an hour later, a family member... Uh, tweeted that um, <laughs> so <laughs> he's been at home was here a couple of hours ago question mark uh, and that was by <laughs> Ellis McGrath um, like we all know about Paul's history he was part of that culture uh, the drinking culture that Fergie had to essentially uh, break up, up. Yeah. Um, you know he kept hold of Robbo because it was Robbo but Whiteside McGrath and, and a few others I think um, were turfed out pretty quickly because McGrath he, he, I was too young so I was born in 83 so I only you know I started realistically watching and, and following United when I was probably 5 or 6 in terms of what I can remember yeah, so just a bit after McGrath's time but by all counts he was he was an excellent defender you can see on, on highlights and, and match replays um, he was a superb defender but he, he you know part of the reason he went is because he was essentially an alcoholic uh, and it, it's very sad, this, because, yeah, it turns out that his son wasn't missing at all. Whether this was some odd cry for help, he'd clearly just been on the source all day. Um, so, yeah, at first glance, it was deeply amusing, but it's... That, that is worrying. Uh, I, I, I didn't, I didn't realise... I mean, I, I'd seen that, you know, his, his, his son was safe and well and stuff, but I hadn't yeah. realised that he wasn't actually ever he missing or really missing. he hadn't come home for a couple of days and nobody had that cut no, sort of thing. No. Nothing it's, along it's a line. sad state of affairs. I, I wow. have nothing but sympathy. Um, we, we all know, uh, you know, obviously you look at, in terms of football as, as an, al- uh, an alcohol and abuse, um, obviously Bestie. Yeah. He's the, he's the first one that comes to mind and, and, and you can look at um, 
I don't know if you read Corinthians um, autobiography, so a famous no. Brazilian winger. He had the same issue. He was just a massive alcoholic. And I think these days, one of the things that is better about the game is the support players get generally appears to be better. There's less of a drinking culture. So do you know? Do you, do you think then that the drinking culture is um, being eradicated because of the support the players get or just because it's just not acceptable to be a top bit of level. everything, bit of everything. It's it's not just that it's not acceptable. You cannot be a top player and, that's, and be yeah. on the drink. Um, the fitness, the the, the pace that's, that's, of the game. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not acceptable to yeah, be. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and it, it's yeah, and it's just yeah, a bit of a shout out to Paul really because um, you know, he, he proper proper United player, and it's just very sad. And I hope he gets the support he he, he needs because you look at another Paul Gascoigne as well, yeah. and it's it is again. He gives us these humorous moments, Paul Gascoigne. Um, uh, some of the stories you read about him are absolutely belting. There's the situations he's got himself in when he's when he's basically been on the piss. That that but, whole thing though uh, with Raul Mo when when that was going down. I mean that just absolutely incredible TV, uh, <laughs> but uh, it ultimately it's it's a disease. It's terrible. It's sad, and yeah, I hope someone reaches out to the guy and. Yeah, it gives him a, a, a bit of that, bit of help he needs. Okay, well, on, on that note, we'll bring the episode to a close. If you've enjoyed listening to us, then please Listen rate us on rate us. iTunes. Uh, I will uh, happily put my PayPal email address up <laughs> if anybody wants to send me money. Well, we'll we'll we'll, we'll set up a, pay, a Patreon account and see if uh, if there's anything that we can give back to people for supporting us. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. uh, we very much enjoyed making this episode and I hope it's something that we continue to do regularly throughout the season. Indeed. Thank you for listening to Born and Red.